I one time had a gave a friend a key um, and told her she could come past my apartment and stay whenever she wanted because she was sort of in between apartments at the time. And um, I was in my underwear on the couch playing Xbox online with a headset, yelling at someone, (laughs) eating Doritos. And I dropped salsa on my boob and I took a chip and (laughs) scraped it off my tit and ate it. And she was standing in the doorway. (laughs) She was like, "Um, I'm going to grab some, should we get it? I'll get a bottle of wine and I'll be back in 10 minutes. And I'm just (laughs) like, like, you're not ready. And I'm like teabagging someone. I'm pretty sure I was teabagging. I was playing, playing Halo or something. I'm Annie Fox. And I'm Laurel Pinson. And this is Work Wives, conversations at your desk with the woman who knows you best. Hey, Laurel. What? I have another secret for you. <laughs> what? It's secret day. <laughs> yes. What? Yes, it's secret day. <clears throat> I don't live with my husband. I mean, I, I know that. <laughs> Because you wrote a story about it. Yeah, I did write a story about it. but I, I And I wrote a story about it because people keep asking me about it. When did you first decide that living apart was an option? Like, is it something that you figured out in an earlier relationship? Or was it? did it start with Nash? No, it was something definitely that I discussed with Nash because I've known Nash for a very long time. We met when we were really young. We met in high school. We dated in high school. So he knows that like insane high school version of each other. So by the time it came to us having a relationship in our mid-30s, I've, we've discussed every almost everything that you could with a, a bestie and a buddy and a friend and a lover. So when it came to trying to cohabitate, which is how we originally obviously tried to have this relationship – we just talked about all the things that didn't feel right and there were just a lot of them and they weren't big things and they weren't things that we fought about but they were sort of like frictions or complications or things that just felt like fine Mm. but not like awesome and I was probably the first person to push this conversation around how we can create space in the house separately and we would both book dates outside of the house several times a week to give somebody time in the house Mm. which worked kind of well but then sometimes on a Tuesday night you've had a really shit day at work and you just want to go you just home. want to go home but then I also wanted to respect that it was his night to do his freaky stuff in the house or whatever he wanted to do in the house you know so you just like wander around the city or go and sit in a bar and just be Miz and oh. it felt like the like it felt I wanted to give him his space but it kind of didn't feel like the right way to do it and then <laughs> we just sort of realized that we didn't have to live together and that we didn't have to be far apart like you could just rent an apartment a few blocks away and he's new to the city and he really liked the idea of like maybe I could get a roommate and make friends Mm. I was like oh my god you totally could he's like and I could just do it for six months I get my own place if I was sick with living with people I was like you don't and then all of a sudden it was like this whole new world but it also felt so obvious to us like it was there the whole time why wouldn't you just do the thing that you were happy doing before and find a way to carve out space together instead of wandering the streets on your own. I think it's like A plus relationship material that you guys were able to have the conversation and and be able to separate what specifically wasn't working from it being that you guys like leveled up in your relationship and then that didn't work. What are the weirdest questions you get because you don't live with your husband? I mean, I think it's just strange that it's so shocking compared to all the other things about like, I feel like it's the least weird thing about me because it just seems kind of well, like you're so weird. Well, not so weird. <laughs> I'm definitely not weirder than you. Um, 
Nobody's weird. You've got than that me. whole theater sports weird that's just like yeah, a black it's, it's box of level. weird. Um, people don't get why I bothered marrying him. That's one I get. And it's also weird that people feel okay saying that to like me. Like they say, why did you bother marrying yeah. him then? Yeah. I feel like that's the sort of equivalent like when you tell people you're pregnant and they just start judging you for the weird things that you're doing or like put your hand on your belly. Like just mm. that's that's like a level of intimacy we don't have yet. That's pretty yeah. judgy. Don't touch me. But yeah, people want to know why I would bother marrying him if I wasn't going to live with him. This idea of me or us both having a neutral zonal place to go to that's away from the home to do whatever, eat salsa off my boobs with Doritos, um, is just something we're always going to have to factor into our living arrangement, whether that's like couple of nights a month somebody gets to go to an airbnb i don't have no idea what it is but we throw those ideas around all the time it just seems sane and rational like i don't know why i think think it's like such a good idea like i don't understand why people are so blown away by people who take jobs apart from each other i think it's the intimacy thing i think people find it hard to understand how i can build up intimacy and closeness with somebody Who's, who's theoretically supposed to be one of the closest people to me in my life if we don't share physical space. Um, and but like proximity my, isn't intimacy. True. And my fortunately, my answer, and it's a, a, obviously a true one, is that we don't miss out on quality. We just miss out on the bits in between, like where we both run into each other at the refrigerator because we need a glass of water at the same time. You know, like which is when the magic happens. Just <laughs> I know, I know, what's like the weird shit you do on your own that you don't do in front of your husband? Weird shit I do on my own, or just like solo stuff. behavior, like solo behavior, like when yeah. you're alone. Yeah, most of mine is just being really lazy. Like I kind of pig pen <laughs> when my husband isn't around. Do you have an outfit that you wear? Like, what's your pig pen outfit that you like <laughs> don't like, wear? <laughs> it's like so, just like I mean, I'll wear just like underwear and like <laughs> any yeah, like yeah, 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 like a grody old t-shirt which is great do you watch law and order or like a row i will watch hours of lot like hours like a normal human who was hanging out with me would be like did you just watch like six hours of law and order what the fuck is wrong with you but what you don't know is that on tnt they do this brilliant thing where they oh show the credits with a split screen where they then show the beginning of the next law and order oh, they episode did it on netflix right right it's basically like like they invented this i'm serious like in syndication they just invented the idea of binging this because the best part of every law and ever no, no don't do this to me. Don't beginning. do this to me. We're not getting dragged into <laughs> a lot order black when they like with find you. the like you know the dead body or the whatever uh, where they're like going for pizza and it's like yo did you hook up with that chick last night? No. How's that Russian lit project you're working on going? Fine. Oh my god, dead body! Like every time it's just like situationally it's so funny. So you have to tune in and then you're hooked. Okay. Anyway, so it's many many hours <laughs> of law and order or just whatever or like I won't shower. Oh yeah. You know and just sort of feel grungy mm-hmm. and just sort of enjoy being grungy crumbs crumbs eating and there's crumbs, crumbs on you eating, eating leave dishes leaving out dishes my husband's Going very back, tidy eating things that were like left out picking uh, no i'm it. not oh, gonna God. lift things out no but i will like make a thing in a pot and eat it out of the pot oh yeah that's we call that dog bowling <laughs> dog bowling what is that and i don't know if this is a common th- oh my gosh i'm now i'm gonna entrap you in a story about australian culture where you like live out of a single cook and live out of a single bowl oh my god you just have one thing that you eat and cook out of and it's called the dog bowl the do- oh dog bowling dog bowling not bowling dog dogs polling i don't know why it's like, dog bowling like having dog, a dog bowling. bowling yeah no that is exactly correct yeah it's like bowling. my trough yes <laughs> it's, oh, this just, is so good. it's amazing and everybody i know who's married who lives with someone you know either married or 
you know, just partnership and lives with somebody. Yeah. Secretly delights when their partner goes out of town. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you, you love them, but everybody's shit. like, my husband's going out of town this weekend. And we're all like, oh, you know, and it's never like, do? I'm going to go out with no, the girls. It's like, it's like, I'm going to nestle in a couch. There's going to be Doritos. I'm going to eat off my own tits. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Because, uh, Laurel Pinson, you have a very main competitive streak that I really didn't know when we first moved in together and next door to each other. I'm a sore loser too, which you are makes it loser. even worse. Um, we thought we would, um, what do we think? We, we thought we would just, you know, drive a rift between us by competing. <laughs> um, so we invited Anna Maisline, our entertainment editor, uh, to host a sort of riff on the newlywed game um, with a central focus on what we do when we are not with our partners. So we're going to play the game show for you now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to While You Were Out, Glamour's first ever game show about cohabitation. Woo! <laughs> Today we're joined by two couples, Laurel and Joel, and Annie and Nash. And Annie and Laurel. Also Annie and Laurel. Oh, right. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Um, now, Laurel, you and your partner live together, right? This is true. We do. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> it's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's going quite well. A couple years. Couple years. Couple (laughs) years. Like almost 10 years. Annie and Nash, you don't. We do not, no. And we have not been living together our whole lives. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, except for the couple of months we tried it. Tried it, didn't work. Didn't work. So you moved to Manhattan to live in separate apartments. apartments. We also got married to live in separate apartments. All right, let's get started with the game. So here's how it's going to work. I'll ask each of you questions about things your partner does when you are not around. For every answer you get right, you receive one point. The couple with the most points at the end gets a surprise. Ooh. And it's a really good surprise. I just got to say, I feel like we have a really strong advantage. <laughs> Joel. Like, we actually live together. They don't even live together. So remember that every question here applies to your partner's solo time. So, again, living together may not be an advantage. Let's find out what happens. Here's While You Are Out. Nash, what is your partner's favorite thing to wear? Uh, I would have to go with not favorite thing to wear, and I'd be going for a bra. <laughs> oh, that's so one, yeah. fucking true. <laughs> I just hate wearing bras when I never wear them. And then sometimes I wear them because I think I have to because I feel like people judge me for not wearing them, but I wear them begrudgingly, and I definitely talk to my bras when I put them on or off. Like, <laughs> we have a deal, you're going on, <laughs> but you're going on for everyone else, not for actual support that my tiny boobs don't need. So just do your best to not be seen or heard or felt, and I'll get you off as soon as I possibly can. But that wasn't, do we get it? Even though that wasn't the questions. Your call. Yeah, no well, pressure. what would you have said to the question? To my favorite thing to wear. Yeah. I have this really shitty Topshop onesie that I call my adventure suit. Oh, the adventure suit. suit. I had that down. I was like, oh. Well, well you, well. you kind of didn't, though, because you said bra. <laughs> well, totally. Wait, so did we or did we not? Just Definitely not. Just we didn't get it. Didn't, yeah. Yeah. No Sorry. Oh, all right. Oh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero. Okay, Laurel, what's the grossest snack your partner has eaten? I think it would be something that you experimentally mixed together in like the smoothie machine. That's that's like right up there. (laughs) (laughs) The Vitamix is like not something I'm great at. 
it's like, let's put these 12 things together and see what happens. But so, the yeah, best yeah, part that's, is... That's right up there. But the best part is that you always... You have to drink it. Like, you will yeah, make no, a considerable like down, amount. Like, the bottom must be up in the air. I can be more specific, too, which was... Remember that time that I tried to juice red leaf lettuce? And it was oh like... <laughs> it, was, it was like... The, the takeaway was like... Lettuce should just never be juiced. <laughs> Did they get one? I mean, this. Yeah, I, think that's, that's that's right. I think that's yeah. yeah. All right. Yay. Yeah. Look, a win for you is a win for everybody. I'm into right. that. It's Thanks true. Next question, Nash. What's the longest amount of time your partner has spent masturbating? Oh, that's a great question. <sighs> Good question. I really pondered this one probably the longest. You did? It was didn't, a hard one. Like, well, because, how long yeah. is a piece of string? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Was that the answer? Because if that was the answer, my friend, you are 100 percent correct. I know. <laughs> I, I thought I'd be polite. I went for uh, 45 minutes. It actually says on a good day, 45 minutes start to finish. I would on a good day, i.e., being a long, luxurious day, would definitely take longer than 45 minutes. On an average day, you got a 45 down. What would you say is the longest? Oh, I don't know and a half two hours mm-hmm. if you're like taking your time and you're doing some stuff I don't know what to say to that pause right. for a snack break <laughs> yeah. pause for a snack break sometimes you run across something that you like that undoes your previous work you yeah. see a foot in the shot and you're like well great this now we're going to take this all the way back to zero we're going to start going to get up walk around you got to reset and get back into bed like is it like a foot radar thing like the moment that you see a foot it's like Argh! well so there's now this thing where you can block certain types of things so you can block feet but it relies on people having tagged it foot. <laughs> so sometimes you get like 20 minutes into a thing and everything's great. And then a foot. The so data set's not clean. <laughs> you know? People need to we tag their it. fucking. Tag your we, shit. Is it too late yeah. to record a PSA? It's like all these people who are out there. If you're tagging your videos on RedTube, you got to tag the feet, man. Even if the foot is not the central part and it only appears for 30 seconds. If that foot yeah. is doing something sexual, it is a foot video. It is a bad day. I'll just suffer through these last 15. If I have just to. To get to 45. So it was yeah. worth losing that point just to get that PSA out there. Joel, what is your partner's record for seamless orders in a row? So I was in Asia for about eight days on a work trip <laughs> over the summer. And I don't know if she could do it every day. But it's highly probable that it was every day. <laughs> so I'm going with eight. Absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I cook for myself? Yeah. There was one night where it wasn't seamless, but it was still delivered. <laughs> that counts. Whoa, it totally that? counts. That counts. It totally okay. counts. Next question, Joel. If the walls could talk, what would they say? How much law and order could one person? <laughs> Oh my God. That has to be right. I know that from no, like from doing this show with you and from being your work wife. I, mean, I know it's that that's certainly not sure. wrong. <laughs> and it's a terrifying amount. The, I really have to the, tell you. The funniest part of, of watching Laurel watch Law and Order is when the end happens and they start showing the next one, and she literally cannot look away. It's like, <laughs> have I seen this one? If I haven't seen this one, eyes are glued. The best part about that is legit. Like. We've had an, a recording session where I explained why it is uh, so addictive, and it is because it goes split screen oh, at yeah. the end of the episode, I, and I the next one starts going, about, and you can't I mean, stop watching. All she wants to do is talk about that, mechanic, and then she's like, ne- yeah, "This is why Netflix does it, it because it just works. It, actually, <laughs> it does. It actually like it says it's starting in ten seconds, yeah. and if you can't stop it in time, you're kind of like, well, now I'm in it." Laurel, what does your partner miss the most about you when you're gone? I actually think it's my ability to bring Joel out of sort of spiraling black hole decision making 
You're right. The, I mean, the, the phrase that we use is the bread aisle. And I really struggle <laughs> with the bread aisle. It's like I am overwhelmed by decisions that are all effectively the same. And I'm like, how am I supposed to choose between rye and sesame rye? And I can't do that without you. <laughs> so if that's the spiraling black hole, yes. Um, okay, next question. Yes, I'm ready. Nash, are you ready? Yes. Right, You're going to get like, it, I feel okay. like. I feel like we, I feel we're like here. We're, we're back. Like Annie. Yep. What's the latest your partner has returned home and why? Oh, my God. This one will definitely nail. But there was this one time last year over my birthday, my parents came from Australia to visit us. And my dad, who is 60 fucking a million years old, um, stayed out with Nash drinking pumpkin beer, which already sounds <laughs> fucked. so rough. On a weeknight until 5.30 in the morning, maybe even later. And the only reason you came home was because I did that thing, which I fucking hate doing. But I was like, I don't care if you stay out, but... Get my dad home. And then Nash went to work at eight. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. (laughs) That was, he was in bad shape the next day. You were in bad shape the next day. Although you sort of pull it off a little bit because you've got that practice where you sort of have the puppet strings thing where you still look like you're alive in the world. the Thunderbird walk. But James Fox was was in in real trouble. So we got one. You got one. Yeah, nice. Nice Aced. Woo. (laughs) Nash, what does your partner fear most when they're alone? Uh, Intruders would be. A good one. It's Lots true. of intruders, always intruders. True. Always intruders. Behind the shower curtain, behind <laughs> the door, in the spare room, in the hall. Apart from that, it would be a house guest that would stay too long. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my first fear is definitely intruders. And like everyone, every sensible human being, I get home and I check behind the shower curtain. I realized this the other day. I check behind there, but I don't have anything in my hands. So if there was <laughs> someone there, I would just be like, hey. I'm just going to pull you right in. Going to close this right on up. Man. All right, Laurel. Yep. What's the weirdest topping your partner would put on a solo Sunday? That was a tough question. It's yeah. a tough I question. I, really I, 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 <laughs> because just in terms of weird, but weird things you like, I said something pickled. Because <laughs> you're like a big pickler and you love like salty things. I so mean, something pickled on a Sunday seems quite weird. On no, would you put rose on? I wouldn't put anything pickled. <laughs> On a Sunday, that's just like not what anyone would do. I had to take do. a guess. Gone, I know, the, uh, but you had to kind of. Sauce, you're but I, I feel like this I was, was guessing the without challenge anything. of the question was: uh, yeah. there's a ballpark. You have to keep it in the ballpark. <laughs> would you put X on ice cream? Absolutely not. I would not put anything pickled on ice cream. You guys yeah. were wrong. Whatever. I was praying. I was praying that one didn't get asked to our side. We lost that one. Joel, has your partner ever gone a full day without leaving the house? All the time. Well, your specific answer was Grandpa Joeing. Yeah. <laughs> Explain. So, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came on, like the old one. And there's a character in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory named Grandpa Joe who gets out of bed and learns to walk. When Grandpa Joe is not learning to walk, he's in fucking bed all day. <laughs> that is what my wife Not just does. in bed, he's in like, like a full night. Yeah. 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 That's what I, I literally was like, I, I was like, yeah. this guy is gold. Like, he's got his Inexplicably, pajamas. He's learned to live like With people. three other grandparents <laughs> also in bed, yeah, right? Not and he's discussed. the one that escapes. He's like, give me the fuck out of here. Not discussed. But, like, everybody comes to him. They read yeah. books. They have their meals. Like, it all happens in bed. That's like... Grandpa, my weekend dream. Grandpa Joeing is, is so. A, Grandpa Joe became it's, a, verb it's a verb in our household. <laughs> it's a verb. <laughs> it's a verb. It's a way of life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Annie, thank God, I was like, "Fucking ask yeah, me yeah. a question." What little victory is your partner most proud of? I feel like so. I, this is what I said. 
I said, anytime that you pay attention to details and like get a thing right, or anytime that you remember to do something that I didn't remember to do, feels like a victory because I'm such an asshole that every time I'm like, you totally got me the spicy nacho cheese Doritos, which are <laughs> fucked when you should have got me the real ones. And then when I end up actually really liking them, that is a victory because, again, I'm such an asshole. Really painted me into a corner here. I know. But uh, was I right? <laughs> yeah. Annie? Yes. If there's a fire in your apartment while you're gone, would your partner grab any of your things? And if so, yes. what? Yes. He would grab my guitars, her show, and then he would grab this, like, I have, like, a couple of shoe boxes. I feel like wherever I go in the world, I always end up having shoe boxes full of sentimental shit, which is, like, a combination of stuff that I've had since I was a kid. And, like, oh, I rode a Ferris wheel, so I have a ticket for the Ferris wheel. That seems like something I'm definitely going to want to look at when I'm 90 years old and I'm blind, so let's keep that and drag it across the world in every house that we go to. Nash, is she right? Yes, I'm terrified <laughs> because she has two or three guitars and I die going back for the shoe box. <laughs> <laughs> I was concerned. <laughs> Laurel. Yep. What item of your clothing is your partner most likely to wear when you're gone? Other than my underwear, which I <laughs> promised I wouldn't talk about at parties anymore. <laughs> um, I have a straw a hat, hat that Joel will often steal um, and pretend that it's his hat, but we all know it was my hat because it's kind of like a boyish hat, so like he could wear it. Like, it wouldn't look odd, but he to, does To be clear, it. there is no item of your clothing that I would wear <laughs> except for that hat. <laughs> Last question. Nash, exactly how many times has your partner eaten food off the floor? <laughs> uh, I believe there's a three-second rule. There's a three-second rule. And it's got to be a hard shell, not moist. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I've discussed this at length because the rule was originally seven seconds. I believe that's the universal it's a bit too rule, long. Right? I think it's like three seconds. Like, I think there's Australian yeah. time and then like <laughs> everywhere seven else. Seconds is We're in New York now. It's five We're seconds. We're in New York now. It's five you know, seconds. So like, we dropped it down for New York because shoes inside. And then I was like, but if it's a peanut M&M, a.k.a. if it has like basically natural armor... Which was the word that I used. You use a peanut as peanut M and M as natural armor. Then of course, like it's impervious to bacteria. M and M just became a sponsor. Okay, you guys ready? Yes, yes. Our winner is Laurel and Joel. Congrats! You've won chips, salsa, and champagne, which. Annie will not be eating off of her breasts. Which is sad. Which is sad. Because they're little. They don't hold enough salsa anyway. So (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad we've now got a bowl. I think the champagne would be a problem too. Oh, yeah, yeah. The champagne's tough. Or not. (laughs) I mean. I can't believe you fucking won that. But of course I did. I mean, of course you did. I also don't even really know that I care about winning because I don't know I mean I can always buy myself chips says the loser but because I know you're delighting so much in my miz Mm -hmm. um now I'm bummed that I I didn't win that I mean I am sorry because you lost out on your favorite things which are you know the chips and the salsa but I will give you this this bonus which is that uh I think my kid's gonna enjoy eating it (laughs) well I love that your kid's gonna be eating something that isn't ordered from seamless that's great jeez Fuck you. I'm a sore loser, man. Fuck. Come on. Ugh, love you, though. All right, if you just don't laugh or look at me, I think I can get through the whole thing. Okay. All right. Work Wives is produced by Ben Riskin and Acast. 
Our associate producer, Katiri Benjamin, keeps the ship afloat. And we have production support from the whole staff at Glamour, including Anna Maysline, Lizzie Logan, and Simone Kitchens. And we're recorded right here at Condé Nast Studio in NYC. 